This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And we have been doing our podcast journey uh, series that uh, going through every session of the, of the journey. And uh, it's really been a blessing interviewing different leaders all around the country and staff members and board members and, and men and women. Uh, who are really involved in this ministry. And we're down to the the, the end of the journey. And uh, we're on that session six, really talking about the talk, topic about spiritual warfare. And the, t- the session is called Equipped, Alert, and Courageous. And my guest today is one of our board members, Eric Pate. So welcome, Eric. Thank you. Eric and I have... Uh, Led a journey group together before when I first moved here uh, uh, back what seven years ago and uh, started, it's come by quick and <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get into our topic, Eric, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and and how you got involved with influencers and anything else you want to share about sure your walk. So um, yeah, so I have um, lived here in Northwest Arkansas since '99 and uh, I was uh, working at a local hospital. Uh, with a guy who was a PT and, and uh, got uh, in, I, I saw his life change over a period of time. Uh, and I was talking to him about what's going on. And he said, well, you know, I did physical therapy with this guy named Rocky. And uh, he invited me in this group. And so uh, next time around, I got invited in. And uh, Rocky was my, uh, my guide, along with Bob Brown and a couple other guys. Wow, some of the early grand uh, yeah. forefathers, the godfathers the of this godfathers, ministry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so early on, that was I think that was two thousand five or two thousand six. Uh, I can't remember. It's been a while. I need to go back and look. But um, wow, what a blessing mm. to to get pulled into that deal. And and you know, I, I'd always been around Christ and and considered myself a follower, um, but the whole notion of abiding seemed really far out. Mm. Like. Uh, Untouchable, mm-hmm. and uh, and so, um, you know, that was the big breakthrough for me in that that first journey of you know, wow, this is for real, and it's all possible, and, and God's given the grace for it. So, um, so through the years, I've I've been able to guide different groups with uh, tons of different people, and and uh, uh, really seeing how Christ has used the the journey in so many men's lives and um, and in mine. He continues to grow my heart, and <clears throat> just to just to see where we are right now with uh, um, with how this message of of abiding in Christ is going forth, it's really exciting. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm honored to be a part of it. Yeah, and uh, Eric, you're on our board, and and I would say I, you know our board is a, full of a bunch of abiders, if you will. But but if there was a chaplain for the board, I would say you're kind of like our chaplain, if, wow. if you will, as far as, you know, you're a real prayer warrior. And, mm-hmm. and I know prayer is really close to your heart. And, mm-hmm. and at our global summits, you, you've led the prayer effort as far as organizing people in prayer and all that. You mm-hmm. want to say anything about that? It's happened a few times now. Yeah. Well, you know, every time it's, it's, it's a... Um, it's an opportunity to see what the Lord's going to do in a mighty way, and so it's kind of, 
you know, it's it's kind of the glory job because you know God's going to come through. It's just just uh, giving people uh, kind of some guidance and where to go, and 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 it's amazing how many volunteers and people really make it happen as far as their prayer covering over our events. And you know, it's just you can go into it with great expectation because you know it's covered. And so, um, God's put me in proximity to, uh, to to several people that have helped me lead that out. That have uh, that are. Uh, uh, taught me a lot yeah. so i've been i've been excited to to get to walk walk that out with some people so well and i think we'll get into it but i think obviously prayer is pertinent to the topic that we're going to talk about today yeah. but uh before i do that uh you're married to jami and yeah. uh she's led well she hadn't gone through the journey till a few years ago right, right. in a couples group with you right and then uh Hyder Garzon from Colombia, South America, was begging me for a woman leader for a group of women he had ready to go through the journey, mm-hmm. and including his wife. And your wife stepped up since she spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about that real quick. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. You know, Jami has always, you know, kind of she always kind of saw what was going on and liked what was happening. Um, uh, and when she got a chance to go through it. She she was actually you know because we were doing a couples group she was one of the guides so she was kind of coming in coming in cold on that but uh, found it to be a wonderful experience um, uh, and then you know at the time of that the of uh, asking for the Colombian bunch you'd asked me a couple of times and I I talked to her a couple of times and you know she's got a busy life as a dentist and so it was it was like. You know, I wasn't gonna gonna you know put any guilt on or anything. I was just I felt like that it was the Lord's to do, and she said yeah, and so mm-hmm. she got a chance to lead that with her sister in Honduras. Yeah, she's is, from Honduras. I should have yeah, said that. You know, yeah. yeah. So so she got uh, that was incredible. She, her and her sister are best friends, and so to be able to to kind of have occasion to walk in stride in a deeper way with each other was really special. Yeah, and so. Well, I wish we had time to tell your love story, how you guys yeah. met in Honduras, but uh, another podcast. Another we'll, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. But uh, well, anyway, that's awesome. We appreciate you guys. Um, okay, so uh, so we 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 guide people through the journey, and you've guided many groups, Eric, and uh, we set it up the stage with he's an intimate God. He knows, he cares, he's willing, he's able. And when, then we give him a chance to, to meditate on that over three hours at a prayer retreat. Mm-hmm. Then we, then we start saying, okay, what are you abiding with Christ? Are you, are you allowing him into your life? Where's your intimacy with the Lord? And we help people understand abiding. Mm-hmm. And then we understand, help them understand the the fruit of abiding and what that lo- might look like. And mm-hmm. then we talk about who's the Holy spirit. And, and so all this takes them on a path toward understanding how abiding leads to spiritual gift empowerment and all that. And and then on the back end, it's like, okay, so if you're, if you're seeking God and you're abiding and you're starting to live it out, you know, where, how, what does that look like? You know, mm-hmm. first with your wife, then with your kids and then your, what is your world and mm-hmm. what's your purpose in the world really is kind of what it's all about. So we move through the journey and then we get toward commencement where we wrap the whole thing up. And, uh, and I'm always glad that it ends because that way they can't stay together like a holy huddle. You know, they yeah. got to go out and go figure out what their next step is, you know. Yeah. But there's one last session before we get into the commencement, and it's this one equipped, alert, and courageous talking about spiritual warfare. So it's not, I think it was like Rocky, as as the Holy Spirit was inspiring him, felt like he needed to give everybody a caution mm-hmm. that, you know, yes, 
he's calling you to abide. He's calling you to go live it out. But you have an enemy yeah. who doesn't want you to do any of this. He, yeah. he wants you to just scrap everything you just went through and just really go back to the way it was. Like, yeah, that was a good experience. But yeah, I think I'll just go back to living the way I was or whatever. Or as you move forward, you're going to feel opposition. So I guess my first question is, why do you think he put that in there, that that yeah. warfare. What do you what do you think? That's all. About? Uh, I, you know, I, I think I think it's it's kindness <laughs> because we've got a real battle. I think uh, I think one of the devil's tools is to make us feel like he's not really or that we're not really getting you know, affected by him too much. Mm-hmm. That on a day to day basis, probably not. I think that's the lie he's trying to feed us. Uh, you know that we have these thoughts that happen from time to time, but you know by and large, you know that kind of stuff doesn't happen too much. And the truth is, is that there is a real battle and it goes on every day. Mm-hmm. And um, most of the time it's between our ears, but there are some other times where circumstances really make it apparent that it's really going on, too. Yeah. And so a lot of times we don't we don't lean into that that warfare piece until the circumstances that kind of hit us. And, and uh, because of either the, the sin that we've done or um, or things that are going on around us. And so I think it's kindness. For us to be to be ready, mm-hmm. um, the, the the Lord uh, says in, in Matthew, I think it's Matthew twenty four. He says that to his disciples twice that many will be deceived in the last days, mm-hmm. and you know that's uh, and and that's that's still that's going on right now. Yeah, and so we've got a we've got a real battle to overcome some of those lies that have been pitched to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading, and I think it was Second Timothy, just just the other day about godlessness in the last days, and you know all these things that are going to be happening. You read it, you're going, yeah, that's happening today. Right. But I've, I've interviewed Rocky, and we've talked a little bit about this topic, and, and he said, you know, the three things that we we battle against are um, our own flesh, our mm-hmm. sinful flesh, the world, yeah. the world system, and the devil. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the <laughs> Scripture calls the devil the prince of this world, right. you know, at least temporarily. Like he's got temporary reign over here. So, um, you th- do you agree with that? I mean, you, th- you think those are kind of the three main areas where the well, I think so. You know, and if you think about it, if he's the prince of the world, then he's probably setting up the world system. So mm-hmm. there's there's some overlap on some of that, right? Um, and, and same with with our flesh and, and those things of have a have a genuine root. In our mm-hmm. sin, in mm-hmm. our choice to to agree with the devil, so uh, all those all those work um, work hand in hand, and they're absolutely true. Yeah, and um, you know, the interesting thing it's kind of you know I think of the story of the that everybody's heard about putting the frog in some water and slowly turning the heat up, mm-hmm. and he's never noticing that he's he's slowly getting killed. Yeah, you know that's kind of like the kind of like the morals in our lives. We we. We toe the line enough on things, and we, you know, our, our society is open to new and newer things, and, and we we say mm, that's okay, and um, we we allow, you know, the devil to have a little bit more room in our lives as we do that, and mm. and it's happening in the world and in our lives, and um, it gives us gives us a feel a, a false sense of we have a little freedom to to sin a little more mm-hmm. too. So that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think. It, when I think about people learning to abide, I think that I always equate it to like the scales falling from from somebody's eyes who's been kind of blind. Yeah. And, and I think about people in my own life and I just think and I try to remember that they can't see what I see. So I need to cut them a break because because mm-hmm. it's otherwise I can be very judgmental. Like, what's wrong with them? You know, well, they just don't see what you're seeing. But as God opens our eyes, I think he helps us see his goodness and his spirit. But I think 
Don't you think that when our eyes are open, we start seeing evil for what it is mm-hmm. and start seeing the discerning between good and evil? Do you think that that happens as you start to abide, perhaps? Yeah, I think as you get in proximity to God, the Holy God, um, that um, that you that can't you can't help but notice. You know, Isaiah noticed that in himself straight away and his society in, in Isaiah chapter six says, you know, whoa, I'm a man of unclean lips amongst the people of unclean lips. And so, you know, as as we grow closer to 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 Christ, there's no way that that we can still remain dull to, to those kind of things. So you think it's just when we're so close to his light, the darkness, I mean, we just see the the contrast better. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah, we can yes, and our own and you're right, in our own sin nature. Yeah. And and you know, and it's like when you start abiding in Christ, it's not like your sin nature goes away. Mm-hmm. Like you don't all of a sudden have no temptations anymore. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't think, I think maybe some people think that, you know, if I just arrive, then I, I won't struggle, struggle with this one thing anymore or whatever. Yeah. I think there's always that tension. Between yeah. Good and I evil. think the devil would like us to think we arrive too. Yeah. Because, because that's a, that's a place where we can let down our guard and pride can, can we can suit up in pride and, and the devil gets a, uh, gets a foot in there again. So yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So what do you so what do you think? Um, I mean, the le- our lesson that we cover, and it even says it in the manual. One lesson is not enough to cover no. on what you need to know about spiritual warfare. It's just enough to give them what their appetite to go go make sure you understand what weaponry you have mm-hmm. against the enemy. But what do you what do you think? Some of the most important things for a believer to understand about spiritual warfare and yeah. those kind of things. What do you think? Well, I think uh, what we stated already that, hey, there really is a battle going on mm-hmm. right now, and it's and it's full on. And, you know, one of the uh, somebody I heard somebody say one of the devil's main uh, uh, characteristics is he's faithful. He's faithful to come back and over and over again and come after you. Mm-hmm. And and he's really set to, to steal, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. And if we think about the nature of war and in battles, I mean, it's on all the time. It's on all the time. Even you know, you may you may be asleep in the trenches, but he's re- he's going. And you know, I say all that. I say all that to to just just say that that's that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then the the other the good news is is that we win. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but we mustn't rest on our loyal laurels either. You know, we've we've got to we've got to be a cognizant of the battle around us. And I think a lot of times, you know, even with situations that we run into, like, you know, the person cutting us off in traffic or the, the person at work that's been particularly ugly to us, we we see them as the enemy. Right. And, and you know, the Galatians has made it real clear. I think it's Galatians or Ephesians. Ephesians, yeah. Ephesians yeah. have made it real clear that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and principalities of this dark world. Yeah. And um, those those people have been misled just like we were misled for a time. Yeah, and and still from time to time, mm-hmm. um, and and so um, so we've got a we've got a responsibility to be in the game, and you know I think of of you guys out there that are are, are leaders of, of of these groups of men and women out there, or couples that hey we've got a responsibility to to really be aware that hey God has God has allowed these people to come underneath our authority for a time. Mm-hmm. And and so because of that, um, we have authority in their lives mm-hmm. that we can begin to speak out victory for them, and also speak out a covering for them. And I think that's really big. Mm-hmm. I think that allows allows an opportunity for for the Lord's words to be more clearly spoken, and the noise 
that the devil is trying to put up in people's lives gets drowned out a little bit more. Yeah. 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 And so I love the part about, I think I keep coming back to it that, that other people are not our enemies because Mm -hmm. I mean, Satan tries really hard to make us think our wives or our spouses are enemy, you know, I mean, or the people closest to us or, you know, just under over misunderstandings and miscommunications, things like that. But, um, so what, um, what are some other things that we can do as believers to, uh, as far as guarding against protecting ourselves against spiritual attacks and things like that? Any any thoughts about that? Man, that's a that's a great question and multi tiered. Right. I don't think I'll, I'll cover all the bases at all. Yeah. But um, here's some things that come to mind to me first, is that you know I think there's there's um, places play, a place in prayer for us to do battle. Um, um, I think we can we can set the set the boundary lines for for what that where the evil one can come in our lives and, and say set that hedge of protection around us. I think that w- that we have um, we have authority um, over over particularly like our families and our kids and stuff like that. But if if you've been placed in leadership over people, you've got a place of authority and through prayer. You can really, you can really begin to set the set the, the the battle lines and start to take ground in 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 the area of prayer. Um, I think too that that um, that we we have to be really cognizant of, of compromise in our life, hmm. and um, you know as we as we grow in proximity to to Christ, which is an all the time thing, by the way. You know, I used to think my covering my base in my quiet time, I was doing pretty good. Yeah. And then the rest of the day, I was kind of like doing whatever that, you know, hey, we're really trying to, to hang in with God and ask him through the day. How how would you want to handle this situation? And we're all we're all a work in progress on that. But, you know, really trying to trying to move toward move our lives toward eliminating compromise. Mm-hmm. That would and, and and moving to a place of really showing the Lord love in our life, and He feels loved by us obeying Him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think those are are two really big big tools: the area of prayer and 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 calling out that authority, and then removing compromise in our life. And then finally, I think um, James talks about asking for wisdom, mm-hmm. and so we need to ask for wisdom. Yeah. Lord, how, how is how is how is the evil one trying to influence me today? How would you have me fight him? And even better, how can I give you glory, which is the ultimate nuclear bomb in the in the devil's realm? Mm-hmm. Is how can I give you glory and worship you? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I I think that you know uh, when I've seen people vulnerable, it's usually when they're isolated. You know, I think I think the devil, if he can get somebody off by themselves, even even yeah. Lord Jesus, his weakest moments, if if you could say that, were when he was by himself in the desert for the forty days when he was fasting and tempted, and then and then it says the devil left him for a more opportune time, mm-hmm. and then the next time you see the devil encountering him direct like that, besides other things, but uh, is in the Garden of Gethsemane when. The disciples all fell asleep, and he's by himself, yeah. battling in prayer. Um, and and so I think that we need other believers too, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Other believers to come point. to come around us and hold yeah. our arms up to pray. You know, yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, I've heard people say, "God, me," and that's enough, and it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, there. It, he does have a body, and it's it, he is 
set on having a that perfected bride, and uh, we've got to we've got to have space for each other and make room for each other. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, uh, James five says, "Confess your sins to each other, so that you yeah. may be healed." I mean, so even even just if we're compromising or whatever, like you're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes just going and cleansing ourselves by telling, confessing that to someone we trust, you know, and uh, and, and you know, and, and when someone's sick, praying for each other, you know, sometimes uh, sickness can be an attack of the devil, and and we pray for each other, you know, we mm-hmm. come alongside people. So we, I've talked about this before, and you know this in Tulsa, um, it just kind of happened impromptu that uh, we heard about a guy that was sick, and so a couple journey guys, we went over and just wanted to go pray for him, and. Uh, we read James five, which talks about praying for the sick and, and it tells you what to do. But uh, what I think I found is that there was the healing needed, but there was there was something spiritual going on in the midst of it all. And that's that's where that spiritual battle, I think, yeah. is always going on. And so uh, that turned into multiple. We call them prayer missions. Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody needed prayer and it didn't have to be a sickness, it could be. They're struggling in their marriage. They're struggling. They're struggling with an addiction, or mm-hmm. could be anything, emotional, something, or whatever. And uh, a couple guys would just go and come along lovingly, and not trying to fix it, but just to pray and yeah. battle in prayer together. So I think there's something in there that is important in the in the warfare, you know, in, in battling the warfare. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's where I think it ties into what you've been doing for the the summit, you know, and all that and, and helping cover those things in prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rocky calls it saturation prayer, like you're bombing the battlefield with prayer yeah. before you go in, before you send the ground troops in, you know, and I, I like that, that image. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, what about the armor of God? What about okay. the famous verse? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. And you know, I think that has a lot to do with that, with that time we spend to get in intimate proximity with him. I think that's where we we put on we put on our faith, right? Or in our our put on His truth and the belt uh, of truth, the, the breastplate of righteousness, right? Uh, the helmet of salvation, salvation, the shield of faith, uh-huh. the word, sword of the spirit, sword, uh-huh. sword. And so, absolutely, those are those are kind of why we you know why we choose to to have uh, a time alone with Him mm-hmm. uh, is to to get in proximity and and. Part of that is he prepares us for the day, and he prepares us to be ready. I think of the story uh, of, of Jesus uh, uh, when he's confronted with the the woman caught in adultery, and um, the interesting thing is the verse the the verse right preceding that he goes up to the mountain to pray while everybody else goes home, mm-hmm. and then in the morning they meet in the syn- at the synagogue, and first thing off the bat. Here's this. Here's this lady caught in adultery, and these guys trying to trap him. Mm. And you know, I, I'm, I'm. This is a little bit of my paraphrase, but I'm, I'm thinking that Jesus um, maybe didn't know that he was going to run into that woman that day or the, that that situation, and that he gets on the ground and starts drawing in the sand, going, "Father, what would you have me say?" Mm. And and in the in the the words uh, in in a, in a sentence he condemns those men and he saves that woman mm-hmm. and it's it's a beautiful thing and I, I think that our our time he points out that 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 time of intimacy is so critical for the situations that we face in the day and they um, that uh, it helps it, us to be in, in proximity and ready for that wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit to be more freely released mm-hmm. so. 
I think that's a big part of, of our spiritual battle. When you said something earlier, you said we we win. What, what do you mean by that? We win. Jesus Jesus over, overcame already, uh-huh. and we know that we 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 have a uh, Hebrews talks about hope, and it's not like a hope of winning a million dollars. It's like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We have this hope of Jesus coming back, and we and we know He's going to restore the church, re- restore His family and His His, his bride perfected, and so. Um, we know that we win, and He gives us the victory. He's already got the victory, and He's placed it in our hands because He likes to do all this stuff with us. Yeah. And um, so He He is uh, He's not tarrying; He's perfecting. Mm-hmm. He's bring He's bringing us bringing us to that that point of, of where we are able to walk with Him in stride mm-hmm. um, and with each other to. Um, to truly overcome this time where the devil has a little bit of play in this earth. Well, and, and Jesus said, it's good that I go away mm-hmm. so I can send my spirit, basically. Yeah. You know, and so I, mean, I don't think Jesus was afraid of the devil and, and mm-hmm. all that. And and his spirit, the same spirit of Jesus is within us yeah. to help us yeah. in our weaknesses, to help us in, in those battles, don't you? I mean, absolutely. that gives me comfort, I think. Yeah. But, but I'm also thinking about the Lord, Lord's Prayer when they ask Jesus, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And two two parts of the prayer are, lead me not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Yeah. So he he's pretty much knows the believers are going to be under attack. Yeah. And so he's saying, pray every day that you'll be delivered from evil. Yeah. So he, so he knew it was going to be a battle, I think. Yeah. Trying to prepare them for that. Well, the same kind of thing in John 17, too. He says, you know, I've been here protecting them. Uh-huh. You know, now as I go away, you... You protect you protect them now, yeah, Father. And so, um, yeah, He's provide you know He's provided such an excellent cover for us. Sometimes we feel we we don't circumstances make us don't feel like we're kind of left out in the open, but He's always there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just um, again, we're we're recording this at Christmas time, and and I don't know who, when someone will listen to this, maybe in years, you know, months down the road, but but uh, I don't know about you, but I have felt a I always feel an opposition. I, you know, I think at Christmas time, Christ is proclaimed more than any other time, even more than Easter. I think something mm-hmm. something about the birth of Christ captivates the imagination of people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Even non-believers put nativity scenes out, you know. And at the same time, there's like some sort of an opposition to it all. There's like, a, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get them busy with stress and financial stuff and sadness over loss from last Christmas. You know, I mean, just all these things are just like. I feel like yeah. there's a battle waging at Christmas time. Do you do you feel that at all? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know the whole the whole quest for presence and you know all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know I, I think that's and that's part of the part of the spiritual warfare, right? The 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 drumming of of all the buzz of, of busyness of this time, all the the anxiousness and worries, and like you brought up, you know that you remember your loved ones at this time, and mm-hmm. so depression gets an opportunity to come in and. Mm-hmm. And um, you know those are um, those are trying to steal steal that message of of, of the joy of Christ coming, mm-hmm. and so I I would concur that that is is definitely something that's going on, and you know I and I believe that you know as a lot of times I've in my life I've spent I'd run into situations like that and I would be oblivious that there was an enemy that was bringing the, those messages to me. Mm-hmm. And that I had that 
through the power of, of, of Jesus's name, I had the ability to, um, in his power, to move out from under that. Mm-hmm. And um, I would allow those thoughts to, to remain too long and, and think about them. And, and, and so I think that uh, one of, one of the, the tools that we, we really have is that ability to recognize it early on mm-hmm. and, and to call out for what it is. And to begin to pray against it, and realize that the devil is faithful, and he's going to come, come, and not just going to try one time. He's going to try several times, mm-hmm. and that he's going to use people. He's going to use all your buttons, and to try to get you. And that, uh, but yet, we have this wonderful King that's come, mm. and um, I think that's I think that's one of the, one of the uh, the cool things that I learned too is that the um, our perspective that as we look at ourselves um, and the things that are going on with us, it gets depressing. But as we put our eyes on Jesus, um, and things really change, mm. and our per- perspective changes, and, and we're, we're no longer staring at the sadness of, of who we are, we're staring at the, at the goodness of who He is. That's right. And that's, that's what He's calling us to. Well, I'm just I'm thinking of the verse in Hebrews that says um, we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one that's been tempted in every way that we are, yet was without sin. So we can therefore approach the throne of grace with confidence, you know, that he'll help us in our time of need. And I I, this may sound strange, but there'll be times at home or something. And I feel like there's just like either arguing or it feels like chaos or something Mm -hmm. going on at my house. And sometimes I'll. The spirit, I think it's the spirit, will just kind of say, help me understand, wait, there's something going on here. There's a there's a spiritual battle going on here. And the times that I recognize, I'm thankful because if I stop and get, get away and go in the quiet part of my house and get on my knees and just say, Lord, help me. I don't know what's going on. It's funny, but it always seems to be about 15 minutes later, the smoke clears and everything kind of calms down. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's an example of, how we do have power and, we, and that he will help us in our time of need. Yeah. We have to, but you, you, you've said it over and over in this podcast. You have to recognize who your enemy is. You have to recognize what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he will help us do that if we have eyes to see. And I think the more we abide, the more we're in the word, the more we'll have eyes to see those things. Yeah. But, but it's true that he'll help us. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I've been in a conversation and in the middle of the conversation, it just felt like ugly Mm-hmm. And I'm silently praying, Lord, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to say. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he, he turns the conversation, helps me say something or whatever and diffuses it or whatever. You know? So mm-hmm. so he will help us, I, I believe. But these battles are going on all the time. Yeah. And I think that's part of part of the deal, too, is he, is, he has, has um, allowed trials to happen. Yes. He's not instigating them, but he allows trials to happen to keep us dependent. Yeah, and and not not in a manipulative way, but in a way of showing that he's really all we need. Mm-hmm. And um, that's I think that's one of the big things that I'm I'm learning this year is that it is it is um, his great grace that allows us to participate a little bit with his sufferings. Mm. And um, and I think it's Romans eight eighteen that says, and aren't these sufferings like really small in comparison to the glory that we're going to be entering into. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're, we've, we've 
we've got an opportunity to um, to really grasp hold of Christ in a, in a much nearer way mm-hmm. as those things come into our life and we recognize them and we battle uh, in the heavenlies for um, for the victory on over them. Yeah. Um, do any resources come to your mind that you could recommend for people to, if they want to learn more about spiritual warfare and how to equip themselves? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think, uh, I think just really, you know, one of the books that helped me really realize kind of the, the realness of, of the spiritual realm, um, was, uh, a book called the final quest by Rick Joyner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one I really like. Um, I think um, uh, trying to remember that what I'm what I'm what I've read recently. There's uh, one called "This Present Darkness" that a lot mm-hmm. of people have, have talked about, um, and in the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, where he yeah. he kind of gives you a picture of what's going on with the demons, you know, scheming to come after the believers. You know, yeah, I've had that. I have that one in queue. I haven't read that one yet. So yeah, I'm yeah, it's, to a, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I think I think. Too that uh, you know the Bible's a pretty good source. Oh yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say that's a that's a that's a, a great place to to really to really uh, to to really grow in Him and and have the Holy Spirit um, yeah. draw you in. Yeah, there's battles all throughout in the Old Testament to the end. Yeah. You know, and Revelation talks about a, a cosmic battle going on. You know, right. which has been going on since the beginning of time. Yeah. But. Uh, well, yeah, and so as we tell our our people, be a self feeder. You know, go go dig, go on a treasure hunt. To, yeah. If you know to dig any anything that you're looking for enlightenment on, the Lord will help you find it. You know, if you if you seek Him and open your heart, open the Word, get your journal out. You know, He'll He'll help you. So good. Well, again, thirty minutes is enough to talk about spiritual warfare, either. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, Eric, and uh, thanks for all your service to the board. And uh, yeah, we're, we're praying for everybody out there and mm-hmm. we need everybody to keep praying. Cause I think there's a, I think the enemy doesn't want this ministry to, to yeah. go forward with all the things that God has planned. And so we want to, we need all the prayers we can get. Right. That's right. right. As a, as a ministry. So. Mind if I pray right here? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Get ready to close it. Yeah. So Lord Jesus, we, we know that you came and you, you fought on our behalf. And by your um, your life and your your death and your resurrection and ascension, um, you have you have done all that's necessary um, to win the battle mm. in our lives, and that by your precious blood um, and that alone, we we have victory in our lives. Lord, you said if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. And so, Lord, we just pray for each and every person out there that you would show them any way that that um, that they are um, in prison by by sin and shame, and Lord, would you do the the miracle of, of making them free, Lord, that you would truly heal them, and um, I just thank you for your precious blood over their lives. Thank you for coming to this earth and this time to celebrate over Christmas, and Lord, may you receive all the glory as usual, as you deserve it, and uh, I just uh, thank you for the opportunity to. Uh, talk to the to pray out to these listeners, and I just ask that you would bless their hearts with deeper insight into um, the 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 source of their their trials and the reasons for them, and and to know that you are allowing that pressure over time to really form them into your image. Mm. I just pray your 
your blessing uh, on their lives and their, their situations that they're encountering and that they would really feel you trustworthy to, uh, to take on each and every matter, no matter how big or small. Mm-hmm. But we thank you for your victory, and we just ask that your power would even go out through this, this simple podcast, mm-hmm. that it would change people's lives and that people would turn and see your face. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, again, this is uh, the you've been listening to the Influencers Network podcast, and I'm Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries, and uh, my guest today has been Eric Pate, one of our global board members. Thank you, Eric, for being here today. Um, if you'd like to hear more of uh, more of the series of the podcast series, go to our website, influencers.org, under resources and podcasts. You'll find all those there, or wherever you stream your podcasts on Google or Spotify or wherever we're on all those platforms. So, anyway, uh, again. Uh, This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm Brian Craig, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me.